Hey, everybody, it's In the Clinch MMA podcast on the Fight Game Media Network. Paul Fontaine alongside Ryan Frederick. I want to thank you all for listening and uh, make sure to subscribe to whatever feed you're listening to this on. Leave us a five star review. It really helps out with the uh, network and helps keep keep all these podcasts going. And if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to the Fight Game Media Patreon, patreon.com backslash Fight Game Media. Get all the great stuff on the network. Eight shows, I think we do a week. Uh, on there, five star uh, wrestling, which covers all the Joshi stuff. We got the Dynamite show. We got, I don't know, I can't even keep track of it all, but it's all great. And uh, and, and in advance, I'm going to apologize if if I lose my voice in this show. I've, I I don't know what's going on. I got like I don't know if it's allergies or what, but like I've been sneezing all day and um like it's a bit, like a runny nose that's going like reverse. It's really weird. It's like no, like it's not COVID. It's not a cold i don't think it's just weird but so i yeah my voice it sounds a little weird in my in my headset i don't know if <laughs> so you guys can hear it but if i could tough it out with with food poison you could oh yeah all. oh i'm gonna be fine like I'm, I'm not gonna back out but if i lose my voice at some point that you, you all know why but uh yeah we uh we got a busy show to, this week we got a show to go over we got a big ufc pay-per-view to preview although well, we'll get into that. I don't know how big, big it is. Relative. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ryan, uh, first off, we had... Now, <laughs> I read some comments about this fight, and I actually had the results spoiled, kind of. I th- I assumed, based on the comment I read, that Stephen Thompson had won. But I didn't know how or, or you know what happened or whatever. But I also read the comments that Michael Bisping said that he thought this was the best fight that he ever called. Now, I'm not going back to look at all the fights Michael Bisping's called. You probably have a better knowledge of that than I do, but I've seen like five fights this year better than this. Like, this was a really good fight. Don't get me wrong, but I, I like they were treating it like it was like an all time classic. And I mean, I, it was good, but I mean, I wouldn't say <laughs> it's number two on my list this year. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, fair enough. I I loved uh, it so much. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Don't get don't get me wrong. I will say there is a third round of a fight. The the Roe Price fight on this show, like I thought the third round was better than anything in the main event, but the main event, like overall, was was a better fight. But um I uh yeah, and sometimes you hear oh, best fight ever, you 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 hear that before you see the fight, so maybe you're naturally inclined to like you know, pick it apart maybe. Um, but, or me, I am, I, I shouldn't say you are, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was really, really good fight, but okay. So you have it second you behind, uh, t- behind um, the uh, obviously Tashera and uh, Prashaska. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Hey, I mean, you know, and you're, you've seen them all. So tell us why you thought this was the fight of the night or the fight of the year, <laughs> second fight of the year, the fight of the year candidate. I mean, yeah, I, first, I do believe Bisping when he said that's the best fight. He feels like okay. the best fight he ever called because I mean, you know, Fair yeah, enough. I mean, it's just fantastic. Just, I mean, it was just, I, I will say, say having the, that crowd. Oh God. Yes. Helped yeah. it. God yeah. damn this. This was just this, this was just more an example of get every fight in front of a, in front of a crowd. I don't care if the UFC, UFC, you know, they can go back to running these mid-level arenas. I don't know. I know they don't want to run those mid-level arenas because they want to be the big show in town. Just do it. Just get out of that fucking apex. Because had this fight been in the apex, it it wouldn't have been as good. It wouldn't have been number two on my list of fights of the year, and it probably wouldn't have been the best fight Bisping's ever called. Even though it was freaking great, they were just. It was just. 
back and forth on the feet constantly. And it was, if you like striking, I mean, it's all, all for you. All for you. I mean, those guys were hitting each other with hard stuff and Holland rocked Thompson a few times. Thompson rocked Holland a few times. They're both fighting with broken hands. Admittedly, admittedly, every time there was a chance to go to the ground, they were like, nah, we don't want to do this. We want to, <laughs> we want to entertain is, and you know, Kevin Holland running his mouth during the fight was, pre- was pretty great because he was just kind of, He's pretty much contemplate or uh, complimenting Thompson the entire time, and literally to tell him, saying during the middle of the fight, like this is, this is he's fast. This is the best guy I've ever fought in my life. You know, it was just, just I mean, everything about it was great. Is it, it was just, just a freaking stand up war, and they hit each other a lot, and it was just, it was just, it was. I would say it's number two on my list. I mean. Greatest, greatest subjective, but I feel like it was it was probably the most fun fight of the year. Okay, you know what you know what I would you know what I would put ahead of it. Um, uh, definitely the Glover Teixeira Prashaska fight, um, which we can both agree on. Onama and uh, and Landwehr. I mean, I'm it's sorry, my, I put out my top five list in there, and that was that was in there. Yeah, Poye Chandler, okay. and uh, and Costa Rockhold. Okay, yeah, I I, I had Schnell and uh, Matt Schnell and Sumarji. Yeah, I considered Schnell five, and yeah. Su- but um, yeah, I but those are the fights I would put ahead of it. But I mean, that's and I said this. I was talking to um, I can't remember. Oh, it was um, our friend Steve, uh, who I believe listens to the show, and he thought, you know, he th- I think he said it might have been the best fight he saw all year. But I'm not sure if he saw the Prochaska fight. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it's been a great year, and me saying it's top five is no slight on the fight. It just means. You know, there's been a lot of great fights this year. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was great for all the reasons you said. And Holland, I mean, he clearly didn't want to give up. I mean, his corner did the right thing in in uh, in stopping it for him. Um, and uh, like, because I, I think he would like he's this first time he's ever been stopped or uh, knocked out um, in his career. Uh, first, so, T, first TKO loss. Let's not call it an actual knockout. Well, no, no, but I mean, first, yeah, not first, a true, not true knockout, not true knockout. But you know, like every other loss he's had has been by decision or submission. Yeah. So, um, it's first time KO or TKO, and for Stephen Thompson, I mean, he looked incredible. I best mean, he looked best career best performance. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's had some great fights over the yeah. years. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was it was a great fight and it topped off a great card. And again, like you you put over the crowd, and I mean, the crowd made this. And I I commented while I was watching the main event. I think I think is when I made made the comment that I mean, if they can watch the show and even think like consider even going to the apex again. I mean, I know they are going to, but I, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, you know, like these fights have to be in front of a crowd. Like it's just ridiculous. And, and you, you commented, I saw that, um, you know, the announcers are, are burying the fact that they go to the apex. (laughs) They are. Yeah, they are. My Michael Bisping seems and more and more seems, especially more and more when he calls fights, in front of fans, he has this seem this seemingly just distaste for calling yep. fights in the apex, and he's he's even been like I think he called last week's show or not not last week's show the show the show prior to Thanksgiving, yeah. and he even seemed just like just like I'm just here, you know, kind yeah. of attitude. And and Cormier, I think, is trying to like get the fighters' attention while he's calling fights. And Anik clear Anik was bearing it too. And like oh, he, yeah. he's the last guy you would expect to do that. Oh um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I kind of know a little bit about that. Yeah, he doesn't. Like, <laughs> he doesn't like calling fights in the apex. Yeah, well, there you go. And and they love calling fights in front of these awesome crowds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in Florida, I mean, that you know, and when a fight's bad, they'll tell you. But there wasn't there wasn't too much bad on this show. I mean, uh, what did we have? The last seven fights all went to finish. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just incredible. And yeah, the I mean, the first two as well. So, um, and yeah, and they got started out that. Um, I mean, you'll talk about everything, but that Francis Marshall, like you've never seen a guy so excited and, and the crowd so hyped up for like a second fight. Um, you know, he was just working the crowd like crazy after he got the win. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the kind of thing you don't get in the apex. So, um, yeah, so big win for Thompson. And I mean, I would have thought that going into this fight, I think we, I even said it like Holland has nothing to lose. You know, if he beats Thompson, he can move into that list of people that are really close to a title title shot. But if Thompson, you know, if Thompson wins, it doesn't really benefit him much. And I don't think he's ever getting a title shot again, I think is what I said. And I almost have to go back on that now because the way he looked here, I think, you know, he, you know, one or two wins and people are going to want him to go for the title. Um, especially with a new champion uh if if uh, leon edwards retains against usman so um uh, yeah just a just a great main event um and uh c- yeah couldn't have gone better for ufc yeah i don't think holland loses much no this one either because it was a great fight b ended because he you know his his entire hand is broken like literally yeah. every metacarsal or however he fought it, like what was it the last two and a half rounds hand. with yeah with one it hand broke, basically it broke in the first round i think there's yeah. first or yeah. early in the second second and just and yeah i mean stephen thompson i i'm very interested in what they do with him next because i know he called for like two specific fighters he Called for Connor. We we know he's not going to get Connor, Connor. But uh, him and Mazadal rematch that would be you know interesting. But I, he, I, I'd almost I, favor Thompson. I love uh, Thompson's idea of him against Michelle Pereira. I love oh, yeah. that idea. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I uh, what what did you? How did you have it scored? I I had it. Um, I actually had it twenty. Oh no, sorry, thirty. Just three, four rounds, yeah. I yeah, because I had it like I had Thompson up by one point. I gave Tallin the first two, and I gave Thompson the third, and then I gave him a ten eight in the in the fourth before I knew that it was you know that it was going to be stopped. Yeah, I had a thirty nine thirty six Thompson. 10, okay, so yeah, you gave Thompson the first, or is it second? I gave Holland the first. Holland the first, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you give Thompson, yeah. So I gave him the first two. I thought the second was close, uh, but I gave it to Holland. But I knew I was in the minority. It seemed like most people had it one one. Um, real, real and real quick before we move on from this fight, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. That's it. With the, that's yeah. it. Uh, I need to point out the horrendous job did Miragliata did. Uh, oh this, yeah, yeah, yeah. On this, uh, there was a timeout. Well, we'll call it. it was called a timeout. It was officially ended up being called a timeout. The, the injury timeout. when he got but, hit uh, in the balls. Yeah, but there was a there was a groin groin strike, and then all of a sudden, but you know, but all of a sudden, Kevin Holland was just like in a whole lot of pain. You didn't see the groin strike in real time just because of the camera. It looked like position. it looked like and, one of those liver shots where they just yeah, crumble. Yeah, it looked yeah. like one of those liver shots or like a shot to the body, body, and all of a sudden, like Kevin Holland's in a bunch of pain. And Darren Mirigliata like breaks it, and he does the wave off motion. Yeah, that that you only do when you're stopping a fight, 
And then he's saying, and then he's saying it's time out for a groin strike. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Let's be honest. You know, it, you know, they did the right thing in letting the fight go on. But once Miraculata did that, the fight should have been stopped, and that would have been really bad because Kevin yeah. Holland would have been would have gotten screwed over. They, you know, was that in the third or the fourth round? That was in the third round. Uh, fourth round. Fourth round. Fourth round. So I mean, he would have won on if they would have said it was accidental. They would have gone to the judges' scorecards, right? And then he yeah. probably would have yeah. won a technical decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but, but still, like, yeah, like Dan Miracliata, like we've seen him screw up a bunch, and that's another another screw up. What, what, now, was that also? Were they on the ground in that stoppage? And then, no, no, that's a different fight with. Yeah, Dan and that was Miracliata too, right? Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, yeah, where he did the stoppage, and and they were the guy was on the ground, and then when they yeah. when they restarted it, he just put them on their feet. Yeah, like like these these referees need to get like. Really reprimanded for stuff like that. Mergliata just Mergliata. He just he, he doesn't a give lot. a fuck. Yeah, he's had too many bad nights. I mean, yeah, and he so. just like he just he's he's out there. He looks like a fan. Like he looks like he's just out there watching the fight. And you know, oh hey, oh can he, we do he something? Ta- hey buddy, how you how's it going? Oh great, yeah, how you doing? He, great, he, all right, fight. He talks to these fighters like they're they're his friends too. And all. Yes, like, which I'm well, sure they, they are. You know, a lot of them are, but you, <laughs> yeah, you can't be doing that like inside to both guys inside the cage. Like, come on, man. So the other big story from this show was, I, and now I don't know if you noticed this. Did you see in the, you know when you always put up your thread in the fight game group previewing the card. And our buddy Larry asked you for your picks. Yeah. And, of course, you posted them. Did you see my picks? I did not. Okay. Well, I put my picks in there, and I told Larry, I said, these are strictly based on ROI. I There was 14 fights. I bet on – it was either 10 or 11 of them. Every single one was right. <laughs> okay, James Krause. I'm, I'm like James Krause, dude. Uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about that later. But I uh, – yeah. and But he took your – he went with your picks instead of mine. <laughs> so he my picks are good though. Your picks were good, but he was doing some parlays and he didn't win. I won every single bet. I did eleven single bets and I think no, it was ten single bets and one thirty dollar parlay. And I won every single fight. I doubled my money. Um, it, it was crazy. If I had done like a parlay for those eleven, oh my god, I'd be. I wouldn't be doing the show. I'd be in Vegas right now. Uh, I would if I had put three hundred dollars on this thing. I think I would have probably cashed out like. I don't know, 50 grand or something. Uh, um, I, would, I would have asked you to stake me in a couple poker tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've i never had a night like that. And it, when I do these ROI picks, it's not even who I think is going to win. It's just who I think has the best value. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what, just, I, that's what ROI basically. Yeah, is. yeah, exactly. But I didn't even have a bet on the top two fights because I didn't see any value on either side. Um, but uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, I had, uh, yeah, a, a 10, 10 fights in a row that I picked all correctly. So I'm uh and I would have picked, I I think I even said on the show last week, I think I would have picked Barbarina and Holland for the last two fights. So I, I wouldn't have had a perfect night, but um I uh, yeah, so but yeah, that was the that was the other big story for me. But um yeah, and I guess we, we talk a little bit about that Rafael Desanos and Barbarina. You mentioned Thompson called out uh, Connor. RDA also called out Connor, and that actually probably has a better chance of happening. Although I still think Tony Ferguson makes more sense. Uh, but uh, Rafael Desanio submitted Byron Barbarino in the second round. He, he looked just unbelievable. Like probably the best he's looked maybe since I don't know the Robbie Lawler fight. Um, did he win that one? I can't even remember. Which one? Uh, Who are you talking about? The one in Winnipeg. Um, Desanio, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the best he's looked since I mean he submitted Kevin Lee, won a split decision over Hall over Paul Felder and beat Moicano. But this this RDA looked like he, he looked ten years younger. Um yeah. I, I just thought he looked great and Barbarina just didn't know what hit him. Yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> yeah, Dos Anjos, I mean he just I don't know what else to add to that. He just looked looked incredible, almost like moving up a weight class, rejuvenated him, rejuvenated yeah. him and uh and yeah, just absolutely like like when I saw the betting odds on that fight, I, I me I too. Like, like that's why I was gonna pick Barbarina. Like, like, like that seems awfully huge. And then like look and then when you watch the fight, it's just like, nope, those odds were spot on. Like it must like, have been like just something with Barbarino being susceptible to the submissions, like you know, and maybe and those know, odds being really good. It's just yeah, yeah. Well that too. But, uh, but yeah, but I mean uh, uh, it's just I guess, I guess he probably feels better at welterweight, even though he yeah. still he still looks small, way smaller than Barbarina did. If and I'm if I'm Connor, I don't want that fight. <laughs> it's a it's uh, I'm, I'm you know it makes a hundred percent sense. Sure uh, Connor, does. Connor would want that fight. They've been Good, okay. They've been jawing. Well, I said if I'm it. Connor, I'm I'm a chicken shit. I'll take the easy money and fight Ferguson. Um, yeah, I mean, but that was a perfect call. That call out he had was yeah. absolutely perfect. Just say, saying, saying, take your time to clear, clear all of that clear, shit, clear that shit out of your system, yeah. shit out of your system, and come back and fight me in July. I mean, and honestly, perfect. like, like even, even with like the three fights I've had in mind, if you take Nate Diaz out of the question, the three fights in mind that have been perfect for Connor in my head the entire time have been. Chandler Ferguson or Dos Anjos. And Dos Anjos yeah. is always every time we talk about Connor coming back, Dos Anjos is always in the discussion. So I think if he were to come back if Connor was to come back at 170, 70, the Dos Anjos is the fight to make. Very well, and the thing is, if if Connor <laughs> at this point, like if he can beat Dos Anjos, then you know he can do one of those other fights. And honestly, if he can't beat Dos Anjos, then he probably, you know, maybe that should be it for him. Yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, he's never going to quit until he stops getting paid. But um, that's kind of the guy. Yeah, you're you're right. And and yeah, neither, none of them, neither of them are. Yeah, I, I can't see. Yeah, because honestly, like like Dos Anjos, his only losses since he lost the ti- title have been the guys who are at the top right now. Yeah. you know. So yeah, so I mean, Fizia, if Connor's Kiesta, yeah, yeah, yeah geez, Covington, Usman. Usman. Wow. Even yeah. and then like when he lost the title, first fight after losing the title was to Ferguson when Ferguson was the him and Khabib yeah. were the top two two at lightweight. So Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean the the uh yeah, I mean if Connor is gonna be anybody, be somebody, I think Dos Anjos is the best fight to prove that uh, that he still has something left left. I think Ferguson is just kind of like a give me and I think Chandler as crazy as Chandler is and as dangerous as he is, I don't know that that it would be bigger right now than a bigger win to secure like title shot than Dos Anjos would be right now. Yep. So, uh, and, yeah. uh I will say, I will say if Dos Anjos does not get Connor, I, I wanted to bring him, uh, him and Steven Thompson up would probably be also a really great fight to make too. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do our three stars. Um, I we we got a lot to choose from here, so yeah. I'll, I'll let you go because I, I won't have a problem picking three. Okay, uh, my first one, I'm gonna go with Sergey Pavlovich, him and oh. Taito Ivasa. Like they had, they had one of the craziest 54 second fights you'll ever see. See, just like just basically a heavyweight 
version of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. They were just, and Pavlovich dropped Tuivasa what, three times, and Tuivasa was just, his face was already a mess. Yeah. And I kind of felt, I felt bad for Ty. You know, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Like, this felt too quick after the God fight to yeah. come back after being knocked out there. And, you know, he didn't work out. Pavlovich is really good. It's kind of hard to see what's next for him, though, because, like, because you're talking about Francis, Gon, Stipe, and Blades all above him, and you throw John Jones in the mix. It's like, who's Pavlovich going to fight next? I mean, maybe Blades. He'll probably have to go somebody below him, maybe like the winner of Rosenstruck and Dawkus this weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. And Ty, <laughs> Ty, I mean, you know, if he if he's if he can fight again in Australia, just give him somebody he can knock out. No, 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 do not fight him in Australia. That's too much. That's yeah. too much for now. No, let him take time off. Look, okay. I don't want to. I don't want to see him till summertime. Okay, Honestly, fair enough. His, his brain needs a break. Yeah. Well, I I, I don't disagree. I, so, I, I'm not going to so. disagree. Okay. So we got Pavlich. Who else? Okay. Number two, I'm going to kind of leave a couple for you. So, so number two, I want to go with Francis Marshall. Okay. That was yeah. yeah. That was, that was gonna be one of mine, but that's fine. I, I got lots to choose from. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. Francis Marshall, uh tremendous debut. Twenty three oh, years yeah. old, uh featherweight. He was one of the most talked about guys on a off of Dana White's contender series from from the night he was signed. Like Dana was just he he won his decision uh, by decision in a great fight on the contender series. And it don't take a lot of guys who get decision decisions but dana just saw something in the kid that like this guy could be special and he had a great great debut knocking out marcelo Rojo in the second round uh just it was you know he it was a great finish knocked him down right hand and rojo looked like he went out like once he yeah. hit the mat mat it was just great finish uh my third star i'm gonna go eric anders yeah that's just because he just he's your boy is, you know, this is his. This was his best showing in years. Yeah, just finished. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. I finished uh, Kyle Dawkins in the second round. Just kept dropping Dawkins. Feel bad for Dawkins because he was he broke his orbital bone in his last fight to Roman Delize, and he probably he got hit a lot in the face. So maybe it's probably still affecting him. But yeah, I mean, Anders just he looked. Good. I mean, it's that's all I can say. Just, yeah, Anders. All right. So, uh, my I'll go with uh, Phil Bro first. Um, I so Bro was. I think he was probably winning the first two rounds. I I may have had it tied. I can't remember, but I know that uh, one of the rounds was kind of close. The other one was clearly Rose. But even Price's corner told him he was down two rounds, and so he comes out for the third round, and he's just trying to get a finish, and he's. He's punching with everything he has, but he has nothing. Like these punches that he's throwing, like he was landing, and and they seem like they're affecting Roe a little bit, but he had nothing behind them. Like he just was just fighting on hope and and prayer, and then eventually Roe just kind of started hit him and got him down and, and finished him on the ground, and uh, and and like it was a great performance from Roe. I almost want to give one of the stars to Price for showing so much heart um, in in that third round. And I just I just loved it. It was like the third round went three minutes and twenty six seconds. Seconds and, and it was just an incredible third round. Um, lo- love that fight. Uh, second one, I'll go with Yasmin uh, Yaragwe, if that's how it's pronounced, Yaragwe. Yeah. 
Um, started off the show with two 23-year-old undefeated fighters, both getting finishes. And she came back, too, here uh, because Estelle Nunes rocked her, like, real early in the fight. And uh, and then they, uh, you know, she kind of gathered herself. And she she probably won the first round. It, it was close. I mean, you may give it to Nunes because she had the more impactful uh, thing. But, uh, you know, she came out in the second round and, and finished her four minutes and six seconds ground and bound. Great performance from her. That's somebody they got, they got uh, big, big plans for obviously. And uh, I think the third star I'll go with Roman Delidze uh, over uh, Jack, the Joker, Hermanson. Um, He just, he, he just destroyed this dude and he looked like a world beater. And uh, he, um, so this was by this. Okay. This wasn't even by submission. eh? I thought for some reason, I thought it was submission. Um, I watching this fight, I wanted to see, and I had to check what weight class they're in. I want to see this guy fight Paul Craig. I do a catch weight, whatever. Like I just like this was like a Paul Craig fight, and uh, but uh, yeah, he uh, he he looked great, and uh, yeah, he just uh, kind of schooled Jack Hermanson once they got to the ground. Oh yeah, that's right. This was the one he got him in the was what the hell was that thing? He tied up his legs so where he was like on his back, and Hermanson couldn't move. And he couldn't defend the punches, and they just had to stop. So it was kind of like a submission, like in a way. It was the, one of the coolest things he ever seen. And like Cormier said, that all the gyms are going to be uh, doing this. Like they're going to be trying to figure out how to do this uh, move and position. Uh, just, just incredible. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> like it, it, like I want. It's almost like a calf slicer, right? And it then, was a calf slicer. It yeah, was, yeah. It was a calf slicer, but it's not not like in the traditional it was sense mixed with like a rear naked choke. Yeah, <laughs> like, it wasn't a calf slicer in the traditional sense of you're trying to submit this guy guy with with it, but but it was just in there so good, yeah, good and in such a bad position for a man. So that like you literally, he, he, I mean, he, 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 I think he was ready to tap. Like he couldn't get out of it. It's yeah. It's so yeah. So, uh, Do you see what I'm saying about Paul Craig though? Like it, it looked like a Paul Craig fight. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, and, but I mean, yeah, I kind of felt bad for Manson because he yeah he, he was winning up until that point. He was, and that's and that's the other reason it looks like a Paul Craig fight because yeah, because he, yeah. Delize looked like Delize looked like a guy who took a fight on a week's notice in the yeah. in that first first round and a half is just like okay like i'm here i'm here i took this fight on a week's notice i'm not i'm not prepared but i'll give it my all and just and he called out he called a comms at right yeah yeah i don't think he's 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 not gonna get that fight next but it's it's (laughs) the fight for everybody to call out so yeah maybe and maybe anders they're not teammates no no, delize will probably be ranked well, okay. should be ranked. I mean, I put yeah, him, he wants to be there because he beat a ranked guy, ranked yeah. guy. So he'll probably get a top, top guy. Maybe, maybe uh, Till Dracus to play play C winner. No, oh, that's that's a good idea. Yeah. So yeah, that great. I mean, there's other people we could have gone with. Um, Angel Hill looked great. Quite yeah. Guida. Um, yeah, but and, and uh, Natan Levy. I almost want to give him a star for what he said on Twitter today. Um, do you see that? No, or not today. It was uh, Saturday. Uh, he he tweeted out to Kanye West. If you got a problem with me or my people, come find me, bro. Yeah, I have a <laughs> lot. I have a lot of personal feelings about that, and a lot of personal feelings towards people that I'd much rather not talk about. Right? Yeah, exactly. But hats hats off to uh, Nathan Levy. Um, I had a friend of mine. Yeah, who, just, uh, as somebody as somebody comes from who comes from ancestors who's yeah. who had to 
survive the Holocaust or else I wouldn't be here. I got a lot of stuff. I got well, the guy who stuff. sent me that tweet is uh, is Jewish and a yeah. proud Jewish man. So, so. Um, yeah, you can imagine. Big, big MJF guy, too. That's surprising. Yeah. Not surprisingly. Um, and not unrelated. Uh, all right. Take us through the rest of this card. Okay. It started off with the, the women's draw you talked about, fight you talked about. Uh, Yasmin Yargway uh, finished Estella Nunez. Four minutes, six seconds in the second round. First round was really good. They were both uh, – Nunez hurt Yargway early, in the, and but Yargway recovered quickly. And then the second round was just complete dominance from Yargway. Yargway, uh, 23 years old, undefeated. Uh, we talked about her after her debut in San Diego and even here. They've got something with her. With her, yep. so uh, yeah. Uh, then we had fight. I talked about Francis Marshall uh, knocking out Marcelo Rojo's uh, one minute fourteen seconds in the second round. Yeah, Marshall like build that guy up slowly, slowly. But he's got he's got contender something. potential. He's got something with her. Then we had Nathan Levy uh, unanimous decision over Gennaro Valdez. 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. I had it 30, 27. Levy, I believe. No, yeah, I me 40. too. Me too. I had it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I thought he won the fight and just, yeah, Valdez is only really good round was the second, but it was the takedowns in the last two rounds for Levy after winning yeah. the first on the feed. Then we had a very fun featherweight fight. Jonathan Pierce, uh, unanimous decision of Darren Elkins, 30, 27, 30, 27, 30, 26. I call it. That doesn't. While the scorecards may not sound like it was a fun fight, Darren Elkins gave it all he had. He was bleeding. He was probably a nine on the Muda scale. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> did you did you um did you catch? Because I know you don't always listen to the commentary. They're like right at the start of the fight, uh, and I can't remember which commentator it was. It was either Bisping or Anik said, "Oh, Elkins is bleeding already." And then Cormier says, "Of course he is." <laughs> this was like 30 seconds into the fight. <laughs> and he was. Yeah. He was. And that's yeah, the funny yeah. part. Like, like yeah. Aaron Elkins will bleed, will bleed if the wind blows the wrong direction. Yeah. Well, he's probably yeah. got that like dusty road scar tissue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But a very, very strong showing for Pierce. Like, he yeah. Looked, yeah. He got standing. And this was the fight we brought up earlier. Dan Mericliata, uh Right. <clears throat> yeah. The Elkins, his cut was really bad. Like I said, nine on the Muda scale. Not quite a 10, but. Very close, but uh, Elkins had to cut open, and it was in the third round. Pierce had taken him down, had just taken him down. They were on the second round, like t- maybe 10 seconds. All of a sudden, Dan Mergulio caused a timeout for the cut to be stopped, to cut to be checked. Completely fine. Fine as normal. Doctor well, the said, doctor comes in, and he says, are you good? And Darren's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, and they then just like, clean them, they clean them <laughs> off and let them go. Yeah. But in this in this instance, like they were supposed, you're supposed to restart the fight in the position where yeah where they were when they were timeout so it should have been on the ground but dan just let him start fighting on the feet and pierce didn't care he's like pierce yeah, didn't whatever. care yeah. he ended up taking him down again it didn't matter yeah. didn't matter but that's bisping was like on the doctors on the show too there was a fight earlier or before this one of the first three fights where like they checked the foot <laughs> and the doctor the foot was yeah, swollen the, and yeah. he was pushing his the finger into the the Valdez fight where yeah, yeah he his foot was very swollen. Yeah. You could easily tell and the doctor's just like pressing it, like, like pushing it. How does that feel? It's like it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. between that and some and there was a lot of fence grabs all yeah. over the show that weren't getting called. There was a lot of questionable shit going on in Florida with Yeah, the- I but I I those guys, those dudes, uh Cormier and Bisping, they cracked me up. There was uh those two are great together. <laughs> yeah, the one fight, uh the Anders fight. I mean, you'll talk about it, but when they brought up that he he was in Cobra Kai, 
did you catch this exchange when uh Co- when he oh, says oh yeah of course i caught it yeah <laughs> the, the breaking bad to yeah. oh, like that that was so great like yeah, i know he's like like this like this is well like no my son likes likes breaking bad and better call saul he's 12 <laughs> yeah he's 12 and then cormy's like you shouldn't let your kids watch that stuff michael and michael's like yeah i know <laughs> i think i was like, <laughs> i was watching the sopranos when it started and i was yeah i know me too know, well i was 13. i was older i was probably about 13 when that happens the funny yeah. thing is though the ironic <laughs> thing i haven't watched lewis the newest season of cobra kai because on Netflix right now, I'm watching, I'm catching up on Better Call Saul. <laughs> so I'm just like Michael we'll, Bisping's kid. We'll have to talk about all, off air. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry, back to the card. But yeah, but, the, but yeah, this was the fight where, yeah. yeah, it didn't matter to Pierce and Pierce ended up winning. But those are, you know, between those two moves that Dan America got of, like, those are, you know, bonehead referee mistakes that could cost people fights. So exactly, he just needs yeah. to clear that up. He got lucky. He got lucky here that it didn't, but it could. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after that, we had a lightweight fight. Um, Michael Johnson, unanimous decision over Mark DeCasey, 29-28, 29-28, 30-27. Uh, DeCasey, in my opinion, won the first round very clearly, but Johnson, just he came on strong in the second and the third, was working the body a whole lot. Yep. Very clearly won the last two rounds and very clearly won it, won it in my eyes and his best showing in a long time. So it was a big win for Johnson because he was probably on the uh, chopping block with this one. Um, and then we had lightweight fight. Clay Guida split decision over Scott Holtzman, 29-28, 29-28 for two cards, and then 29-28 for Holtzman. Uh, I had Guida winning, and I yep. thought he won the last two last two rounds on the strength of his wrestling. He got some big slam takedowns. Takedowns, uh, it was very good. Excuse me, very good fight. And uh, Holtzman took off his gloves afterwards, left him in the octagon, and officially notified the UFC that he's retired now. So. Well, and they had said, like, I didn't even realize this. I don't think we mentioned it last week, but he had said before the fight that it was going to be his last fight. Yeah, I didn't. I Whenever they said that when he was walking out, I was just like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Then, uh, yeah, so if I would have known that, I would have definitely been picking Guida, but I picked him anyway, so that's yeah. good. Yeah, okay. And then uh, they closed the prelims out with Angela Hill, unanimous decision over Emily Cody, 30-27 all across the board. I thought this was Hill's career best performance. Oh, yeah. uh, her, uh, she landed 186 significant strikes, which is uh, fourth most in a, in a UFC strawweight history, which breaks the grip that Joanna had on the top six spots. Wow. Just, yeah, Joanna, like when you look at the list, top ten of the uh, most significant strikes landed in a strawweight fight, it was like one through six Joanna. So, and I'll bet you some of those were five rounders. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, like, worry. This was um yeah, this was just great. And the crowd was like now I, I couldn't tell if the crowd was like super into the fight or if they were doing something else. They did the wave. Yeah, they were but they were loud and I'm sure Hill was feeding off of it. Yeah. The yeah. funny thing is I thought it was the weakest fight on the card and it wasn't bad at all. So no, no, shows, no, no. That just shows how good this card was. Well, because Angela Hill's performance was so good. Like yeah. that's you know part of it. Yeah, Ducote, he just had nothing for her on the yeah. feet. On the feet. Uh, then we had a seven-fight main card because they tried to do 14 fights in in, in six hours, which is yeah. very hard to do. Which Luckily, which they got a lot took, of finishes. Yeah, they even lost a fight. You know, They were going to yeah. try to do do nine prelims prelims in three hours. That's impossible. But anyway, it started off with a Phil Rowe, a third-round finish with Nico Price. Uh, just, just a great fight. Just, just battering each other, each other on the ground. The crowd tried to take it over at the beginning of the third with the, 
with the flashlights, but you know, they kind of Roe kind of got him back in and, and Roe cut a great post fight promo and it was just, just a great showing for him. And then we had Eric Anders, uh, TKO second round over Kyle Dawkins. I talked about the Roman Delite TKO second round over Jack Hermanson. Then Sergey Pavlovich first round knockout, 54 seconds. Then a, then a big fight we didn't mention or talk about any. Mateus Nicolau uh, knocked out Matt Schnell, one minute, 44 seconds in the second round. Uh, a lot of people were, they were talking about how boring the first round was. I think it was just because it came off so much violence that just a, uh, just kind of like a mid paced flyweight fight kind of took him down. But Nicolau got him back in the second round, just knocked Schnell. Rocked him on the feet and then knocked him out. You know, great shot for Nicolau. Nicolau said it was the last fight on his UFC deal that he's betting on himself to get a win so he could get a bigger contract. He will. He should be. He should be fighting for a title very soon. Then we had Dos Anjos over Barbarina, second round submission, rear naked choke, and then Thompson over Holland in the main event. Yeah, it was uh, pretty incredible. Uh, Seventeen thousand sixty-five fans at the Amway Center. I assume that's another sellout. Yeah, um, they said it was a sellout. So yeah, I I don't know what kind of gate that would be, but my yeah, guess they, my guess around probably two they, and a half. They didn't announce the gate, but they did claim it was the highest in UFC fight night history for whatever that's worth. Well, five really in the US or overall? Uh, because I I mean I didn't the they said did like they four million right. They said, in, I mean, it might be U.S. I don't know. Yeah. They just said in UFC Fight Night history. That would have been, so before that would have been Columbus. And I think Columbus did just over 2 million. So uh, I could see 17,000 tickets. Like, you know, probably average ticket price of $250. So No, they're not that much. No? Probably. So even if it was, if it was 150, then you're at 2.5. So. That's about right. Yeah. 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 So it could be 2.5. Um, and uh, the bonuses went to, um, Stephen Thompson and Kevin Holland for fight of the night. Obviously, uh, Pavlovich got fifty grand, and uh, Delidze got fifty grand for uh, the fight with uh, Hermanson. I think um, was it Roe uh, wasn't eligible for a bonus, right? He missed weight, right. yeah. yeah, and otherwise he might have got one. Um, what happened with the um, uh, Cortez fight? I, I should ask you off there. Yeah, they uh, they got pulled uh, from the fight uh, after after weigh-ins. Uh, okay. Both of them made weight. Uh, it was a medical issue for Cortez. Cortez posted something on social media saying that it's a private matter. You okay. Know, okay. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people were saying that Brian Ortega not pull out. Oh, geez. <laughs> so now Cortez had to. Um, yes. So <laughs> that was a joke. That's a joke. Yeah. Around. yeah. Um, around right now. So that was okay. So when I was talking earlier about my number of picks, that's why I had 11 picks, but I actually made 10 bets because yeah. Cortez was one of my picks because I didn't realize the fight had been canceled when I, when I posted that. So, um, uh, yeah. A couple, couple other aftermath things. The show had sure. eight, no- eight knockouts, which uh, tied the record. Okay. Seven other events for most knockouts in a UFC event. And then Rafael Dos Anjos became the first fighter to pass eight hours of octagon time. Wow. So who did he pass? Was Jim Miller? Uh, Frankie Edgar was Frankie uh, Edgar. Okay. was first. But so he's was first. Not, he passed not losing Edgar. that record anytime Yeah, he soon. passed Edgar, and then he passed the eight-hour mark. Maybe. So. The only guy that probably realistically has a chance of passing that right now is maybe Holloway. Um, Guido, Guido wants to uh, keep fighting. He wants to set – Set the record for most UFC fights and and uh, most UFC takedowns, which will probably take him a while. Yeah, he's got a long he way was, to go. And he's forty, so yeah, 
Well, he looked good. I mean, it's, I wouldn't put it past him, but I wouldn't yeah. also bet on it. Um, and I bet on a lot. Um, all right. Uh, so to, coming up this week, we got uh, Bellator. Um, <laughs> when I was reading your notes, I, I thought you Bellator review, but it was actually a preview. So there wasn't a Bellator that I missed. And I actually had time. I could have watched it this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to have time this coming weekend, but um, we've got uh, two title fights. Real quick on the total fight time, I just looked it up. I would say the only person that has a realistic chance of ever passing Dos Anjos because the fact that Dos Anjos is going to fight several more times, maybe Max Holloway. Max. That's what I just Dos said. Anjos. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just looking it up. <laughs> okay. It up. Yeah, because Dos Anjos. Because he's young, at, right? Like he's only thirty. Yeah, because yeah, Dos Anjos is at eight hours one minute forty nine seconds, and Holloway's at six hours fifty minutes and forty seven seconds. Yeah. So he's still. He's still, you know, an hour and 11 minutes behind him. So, yeah. Still- and, and you know what? And I mean, he's, I don't sense that Holloway's going to age well. Yeah. Um, he's taken, a, I could see the tr- Tony Ferguson trajectory coming yeah. fairly soon because he's taken a lot of damage. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, back to Bellator. Uh, yeah. Back to Bellator. So we had two, uh, two title fights. Um, the, um, the, I guess, well, the tournament's continuing, right? I think it's the semifinals. Uh, Rafael Stotts and Danny Sabatello in the main yeah. event. Yeah, but this is the, uh, but this is an inner, the inner yeah. title fight, though. Right, right, right. Yeah. Cause who's, uh, who is the, Stotts. is it Juan Archuleta is the champion? Stotts is the, uh, is, yeah, the, he's uh, the interim champion, but who are they? Sergio Ar- Pettis. Sergio Pettis. Pettis, right, right, right. Yeah. He had to miss the tournament. And then the other quarter, uh, semifinal match is Megamed, Megamedoff, and Patchy Mix. And then in between that, we got a Beltor flyweight championship fight, uh, Liz Carmouche and Juliana Velas- Velasquez. So it's a decent fight. And then Dalton Rosta, who you may recognize from AW, uh, wrestling, fighting Anthony Adams, uh, not, uh Aaron Jeffries as I was hoping. Um this is on Friday uh on Showtime. So prelims are at five Eastern. So I assume the main card's probably at like eight. Um uh, Denise Keelholtz is fighting on the prelims. That's an interesting name. Kai Kamaka, who uh former uh contender series guy and maybe even had a fight or two in UFC. Um and yeah, not much else on the Pat, prelims. Pat Downey. Pat Downey. Pat Downey. It's what's what's the deal with him? He's one to know. Oh, is that the guy that uh, not that long ago, had that super great, uh, yeah, thirty-six second choke. Yeah, I, I watched that fight. In yeah, August. but he's, he's he's you know Olympian. Olympian yeah, wrestler. he's basically their version of uh, of uh, what's his name? Oh, Nickel. Yeah, that's it. Except, and he's actually like pretty decent yeah. promo and stuff too. Uh, yeah, good look. Except old, older, and I don't think he's gonna be as good as Nickel, but he's gonna be close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean he'll be, you know, for Bellator, he might be all right. Um so yeah, that is uh Friday. And then uh, we got some other uh, shows, and I actually have – am I ready here for for once? Um, so there's a Looks Fight League on UFC Fight Pass on Friday at uh, 6 Eastern from Mexico. Um, LFA, of course, just about every week. Um, that's uh, 10, 10 on uh, UFC Fight Pass. We got the, uh, of course, UFC 282. And then there's a Fusion Fight League on uh, Fight TV if you're, if you're into that. And uh, – think that's it between this streaming i mean there's some other minor stuff air aries fc 10 uh from paris on thursday at uh noon uh eastern um that is also on ufc fight pass and carl amusu uh guy who probably people recognize from back in the day is in the main event against mikhail labu who i believe used to fight in bellator so yeah that's an interesting show on thursday afternoon if you're you don't have to work. I guess you can watch that. Um, all right. 
And uh, and then now we got UFC 282. I got to say, when they were doing the um, upcoming events thing and they showed this, this looks like a fight night. You know what I mean? Like the card is deeper than a fight night card. And obviously you got Patty Pimblett and the co-main. And the main card's actually pretty good. But Blackovich and Ankalaev looks and feels like a fight night main event. It doesn't feel like a title fight, even though it is. Um, yeah, and it's not. I'm not even saying it's not legit. I mean, you know, both these guys are top contenders, and it's a, it's a title. It's a title fight out of circumstance. I mean, there's yeah, not yeah, much yeah. You can, How much you can do when you lose the main event two weeks before a show? No, no, so. they did the best they could, but just it just kind of was jarring when when I saw it on the screen. And you look at the other fights, and there's like no difference between this main event and the other main events, except yeah. this one's for a title. Um, in terms yep. of value, but you know <laughs> what show. can we do? This show could have used John Jones against Stipe Miosic. Oh, absolutely. Planned. Do they even have a fifth fight on the main card yet? Because the one I'm looking at only has four. Uh, no. Uh, well, the fifth one was supposed to be Robbie Lawler and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Oh, so that fight uh, fell Lawler, out. Lawler pulled out today due to undisclosed injury, okay. which I'll kind of yeah, I'll kind of talk about a little bit more when we get into something. Okay, so, so they're um, yeah, so, so they're looking for some, they're looking for somebody, or else they'll move up a fight. So okay, so that's um, is there actually? Four? Oh yeah, right. Okay, so, so there is only is fourteen. It, yeah, um, there, well, there's, there's or thirteen there's, right now. Thirteen. There's right twelve. Now. There's twelve right now. Really? There was another fight that fell off. Today. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll get into it because I'm yeah. looking at thirteen, but yeah. um, no, that one's probably not the topology is probably not updated. Well, they do have the uh, Barbarian. Uh, they do have the Pun- Lawler Ponzinibbio gone, and um, I had that fight on the when I was doing my prelim stuff before we started the show. It was still there, so they took I'll, it off like in the last two hours. I'll go ahead and say uh, Ovin St. Pru and Antonio Tricoli is off. Uh, oh, okay, that one's gone too. Actually, yeah, I don't see it. Was, oh no, no, it's here. It's here. Yeah, okay. Tricoli so that's was off? the third different opponent that wow. they got for St. Pru, but uh, he, uh, his visa did not get cleared in time. So, Oh, okay. So, so they, they looking for somebody else or they're, they're just looking for somebody else. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So who was it? Somebody asked for a fight. Oh, it was Anders. He wanted, uh, he wanted, he uh, thought Jamie Pickett was still on this card because of, because Jamie Pickett was supposed to fight Bo Nickel, but yeah. I wonder, you know, he could like just not have to cut and he could fight OSP, but I don't know if that would be a good fight for him to take, honestly. No, no, you know, these guys, Barbarina was trying to get the Ponzinibbio fight. I don't know. No, they will, you know. Barbarina? Yeah. yeah, Just got knocked out. You just got submitted, but he said he took, uh, you know, I'm healthy. I took no damage. That's what he claims. That's what he claimed. Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. I know uh, somebody else, uh, Jack Della Maddalena said, uh, "Okay, said if if you make it at 185, I'll buy I'll buy plane tickets right now and fly over." OSP can't get to 185. No, oh, you're, no, oh, no, you're talking about uh, you're talking about Ponzinibbio. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, he won't he won't agree to it. Yeah, no, no. I he's he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that I, I, wants. To I honestly don't see favors. either. I don't honestly see either one being replaced at the. Yeah, right just now. put. Just put them against each other. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. Um, but yeah, the main event. I mean, it's a good fight, and uh, you know, both of these guys are, uh, you know, arguably could be title contenders. Definitely, Ankalaev. Um, you know, even uh, Blachowicz. I mean, former champion. Uh, he's only lost once in the last three years, and that was to to Shara. Um, I. Uh, but yeah, I'm not just not feeling it. Um, I kind of just expect it to be Uncle I have just wrestle fucking him to death, but yeah. uh, we'll see. 
I mean, I don't know if you got any great insight into this. It's a good matchup that I don't expect to be to uh, to bring an exciting fight at all. I really okay. think it's going to be. Uh, I hate to say it, I really think it's going to be a boring fight. Yeah, I think Uncle is going to win a decision. Win a decision. Uncle I have it. I mean, Blakovich, Blakovich can have good fights. He can also have good snoozers. Uncle Iev is is he's a great fighter, but he doesn't. He doesn't. He strikes me as somebody who just wants to. He's in there to try to win, not to try to finish. Yeah, he just wants to win. So. Kind of like a, uh, like a bigger version <laughs> of Jake Shields or something. Yeah. Um. The um. I don't see. I you know I don't. You know it's it, this card's gonna die with that in the headliner spot. Yeah, I mean, and you would hope that ESPN's gonna just put the promotional machine behind patty pimblet i haven't really I mean, seen that yeah uh, i mean the ufc already is with her embedded like okay it's all about okay patty. okay it's all about patty yeah and i mean he's got the right opponent i think um you know i mean jared gordon's a you know got a good record and he's a you know he's a tough dude but i i i expect i expect uh patty to win this one um i mean they better hope he does um Ooh, yeah the- that embedded number for the first episode that went up last night. That's or the, this one. It's not good so far. So yeah. Oh really? Okay. This show's gonna this show's gonna die a death. Okay. I uh and I wonder I mean we were talking about MJF, but I haven't really heard much of that lately. I maybe get a sense of that tomorrow, but it seemed like he's more interested in Connor McGregor than Patty Pimblett. But well, yeah, that's the guy you go after is Connor. Yeah. Called himself Mystic Max. I totally missed that until I was re- listening to the recap of it. Um, but yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the card, I mean, the main card is good. Uh, the, the other two fights, Darren Till and Dreykus Duplessis and, uh, undefeated featherweights. Like this is the one, like this, this will, you know, should Bryce be Mitchell. Fight. Bryce Mitchell yeah. and Ilya Tapuria. That's the best fight on the card. Absolutely. So. Yeah. 100%. Um, and there's some interesting stuff in the prelims. I mean, you know, Raul Rosses Jr. Making his debut 18 years old, unri- ridiculous. Um, and, uh, he looks like Max Holloway, like jump, you know, like he looks like a 15 year old Max Holloway in this picture <laughs> that I'm looking at. Um, and Chris Curtis and Joaquin Buckley, like I honestly could see that one being bumped up to the main card, but if they're going to have to bump something up, um, yeah. that one's super interesting to me, anyways. Um, you know, we got Edmund and Dolce, and like one of these guys kind of has to win, and the other one's probably going to get cut. Um, yeah, and then yes, Rosenstruck and Daukus. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of low key excited for the undercard, just not so much for the main event. Yeah, yeah, you completely kind of just destroyed my three fights to watch. There. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you know, you, you I destroyed it, but you can go into better detail about it. Go uh, ahead. First, first one is definitely Bryce Mitchell and Ilya Tipuria. Uh, You know, it's it's a great matchup. Two undefeated featherweights. Both of these guys have uh, potential. Um, I will say, let's just keep the micro microphone away from Bryce Mitchell a little yeah. bit. You know, he's a you know he's a guy who uh, took his testicles out with a drill and thinks the Earth is flat. But you know, so, <laughs> so okay, yeah, what a surprise! A guy who who you know who lost his testicles to a drill to a drill thinking the Earth is flat. What's you know, it's a sh- it's a shocker. But he's a great fighter. And uh, yeah, and uh, but to to is a beast on the feet. So it's going to, and Mitchell's going to have to take him down. So yeah, that's uh, the, like I said, that's the best fight on the card. Uh, second most interesting fight to me or second on my list is Chris Curtis against Joaquin Buckley. 
Uh, I mean, both guys have been super impressive lately. Lately, Curtis has only got the loss to Jack Hermanson. Uh, so that's going to be a good one. And my third one, I'm actually going to go with the fight you didn't get to because I kind of stopped you ahead of time. Uh, it's on the early portion of the featherweight fight. Uh, Billy Quarantino against Alexander Hernandez. That's uh, Hernandez dropping down the featherweight. That's kind of interesting because he always looked like a pretty big lightweight. Yeah. And, uh, Quarantino's had some exciting fights. So, yeah, that's that's going to be third on my list right there. Tries you and go with Jay Perrin and Raul Rosas Jr. Although yeah. I just expect that to be a glorified enhancement match. Uh, get the uh, young dude to win on the uh, featured prelims um, on ESPN this week. ESPN um, two. ESPN two. Oh, okay, okay. The ESPN has the Heisman Trophy ceremony. Gotcha. And a lot of people watching that. Um, I uh, my my ROI picks this week. I didn't do the main card, but I did get three picks from the undercard, so uh, that were decent value. Uh, Billy Quarantillo. Uh, is actually uh, really good value on uh, on on his. He's got a, I think it was around a forty percent RPI. He is a slight favorite, but you're getting good value there. Uh, Chris Curtis was another one. I think he was at forty two percent ROI, and uh, he is the uh, plus one twenty five underdog against Joaquin Buckley. And the third one um, was actually, I believe. Um, you know, I, I did start the main card because it was uh, Bryce Mitchell um, at uh, plus 125, I think, uh, or plus 120 against Ilya Tapuria. I mean, two undefeated fighters. So, you know, if it if it goes a distance, probably Mitchell's going to win, I think, but Tapuria could knock him out. But obviously, Mitchell's never lost, so he's never been knocked out. So, I yeah, I'm not super confident on that one, but he does have a po- – they both have positive ROIs, actually. So, in that case, I always go with the underdog. Um, and, and Mitchell's is actually higher. So those are my three, Mitchell, Curtis, and Quarantillo. And I think uh, I'll probably jinx myself by doing this, but I'm going to put my full ROI picks in the uh, Fight Game Media Facebook group on Saturday when you Uh-oh. do your post. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll probably look like an idiot, but we'll see. I, uh, I got plenty. I got money to play with now, so. There we go. And, and you're still allowed to bet. In, um, in oh, yeah, bet. for now. For now, yeah, Manitoba. The problem is is that we're very slow here. So when they actually – if they actually, you know, bar it, uh, it'll probably take like a year to get it back. When everyone else gets it back, we'll be waiting. But, uh, yeah, because our government is – I mean, I work for it. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so take us through the rest of this uh, – card that uh, at this point only has 12 fights yeah full card uh, right now it's supposed to kick off on uh, ESPN plus with a bantamweight fight Cameron Simon against Steven Co- Coslow uh, Simon both of them are making the UFC debuts Simon was on the contender series Coslow is a short notice replacement take, taking the final in about 10 days notice as a replacement for somebody Ronnie always got to go yeah. yeah so yep then we have a flyweight fight Vinicius Salvador making his debut against Daniel De Silva. Uh, featherweight fight, TJ Brown against the debuting debuting Eric Silva, which, you know, that's a very common Brazilian name. It's not the old Eric Silva who's retired. It's a new Eric Silva. And then uh, featherweight fight, Billy Quarantino against Alexander Hernandez. Uh, then we have the ESPN2 prelims. Middleweight fight, Chris Curtis against Joaquin Buckley. Middleweight fight, Edmund Shabazian trying to end his three-fight losing seat against Dalcha Lung. Lungiambula, uh, 18-year-old uh, Rahul Rojas Jr. fighting Jay Perrin in a bantamweight fight, and then the heavyweight fight, Jarzinho Rosenstruck against Chris Dawkins. Then the main card currently with the featherweight fight between Mitchell and Topiria, then Till and Duplessis, 
Patty Pimble against Jared Gordon in the co-main, and then for the UFC light heavyweight title, Jan Blakovich and Magomed Ankalaev, with a fight to be added to the main card, whether they get a replacement to fight Santiago Ponzinibbio or they bump one fight up. So, I wonder if we're going to get the um, UK contingent coming over for Pimblet until I mean they they often do for Vegas, but I don't know if they will in December, and with the World Cup going on and who knows? Yeah, yeah, who knows? Uh, um, the, uh, I want to say one thing about Eric Silva, cause you mentioned Brazilian, he's actually from Venezuela, but, um, the, uh, but yeah, I said not to get mixed up with Brazilian. There, okay. So. Just, just want to make sure in case we have any fans of Eric Silva, which I can't imagine we do. Um, <laughs> who the this, fuck is that guy? That's yeah. Who the fuck? Like- yeah. Uh, so this uh, right now it's scheduled for five thirty Eastern, but I got to think with the uh, less cause probably bumped up right to maybe six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, and then, uh, pre, like you said, prelims. And if it only ends up, if it only ends up with twelve fights, it'll probably be more like six thirty. Yeah, because it's just one one. Because there'll on be only list. three early prelims. Yeah. Uh, oh right, yeah, because that's Eastern. Yeah, yeah, six. Oh, yeah. There's no way this is starting any earlier than or, five. Uh, then six Eastern. Six thirty. Yeah, yeah. five thirty our time. Yeah, that's. Uh, no, we'll start. We'll start earlier than five our time. Six Eastern time. Okay. Yeah, because usually it's yeah. Used to be uh, when we would get the twelve fight main cards, it was always five thirty our time, six thirty Eastern. But they've yeah. been scheduling more uh, the last few years because they got so many dudes under contract. Um, yeah, and then yeah, main event on uh, or the main card on uh, ESPN Plus pay per view on a busy busy day if you're a pro wrestling and MMA fan. But uh, you know we'll figure it out. Um, all right. Our question of the week, and uh, this is regarding pay-per-views. Um, and yeah, UFC pay-per-view business in 2022 has been down. I mean, we don't even know what the buy rates are. I mean, the fact that we don't know is the first clue that it's not very good. Um, you know, I, I don't, I doubt any show this year is broken 500,000. Um, but the question is, will they turn it around in 2023? Um, and I think they will. Um, you know, they got John Jones coming back. I assume Conor McGregor coming back and maybe Patty Pimblett's going to become a star and Leon Edwards and Usman will probably do all right. Um, what, what do you think? Yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to bring, do this question just cause yeah, I, I do think they will be up, but it, a lot of it is contingent on making sure they get a Jones back, a, a, uh, McGregor back. I mean, those, those two are the, honestly, I believe the key right there, right there. I do think the, uh, Rematch between Adesanya and Pereira will be bigger than the first fight was. And I think the uh, rematch between Edwards and Usman will be bigger than their last fight was. So that that helps too. Uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know that they can afford – it's coming negotiation time. I don't know that they can afford to have another year, year like this. They're going to get a bump up, bump up regardless. And I think, you know, regard, and regard, and I don't see ESPN not renewing them. For either for both the linear, the linear broadcasting and the pay per view, pay per view. But now it's just a matter of how much. Because when you're ESPN and you look at look at the buys for this year, it's like, yeah, we're paying you this amount. Do we want to go? Do we want to double that? On a, you know, and the UFC needs to have an incentive to have have big pay per view years. Right now. Right now, there's no incentive, but it's yeah. maybe like a deal where they have like kind of like an escalator clause where if you you know hit a certain number of buys, yeah. we pay you more, like something yeah. like that. Yeah, I think they're I think they're on. This year kind of feels like more than any year that they're on coast mode. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because they're so, because they're running so many events at the Apex, Apex that they're selling out everything, everything, and then the Apex still, you know, there's there's a lot of private shenanigans going on as to why they're still running fights there. Yeah, I've heard fights I've heard. there. So yeah. so that's that that's what makes me fear like they're not gonna leave there anytime soon. Soon. Do you, do you think it? Do you think it might have been a strategy for them to to hold off on some of these fighters coming back until the negotiation year? Yeah. Well, Connor is injury, injury yeah. and stuff related, and, and and we know they've been trying to get Jones to fight all you know, fight for the last five months. Maybe five just months. fortuitous timing then, because I mean, it, yeah. if they all of a sudden turn things around and you know, like they do, like five million buys this year, and you know the uh, the pay per view deal doubles, um, you know, they look like geniuses. Yeah. So, so yeah, but yeah, the, I think 2023 when it comes to your pay-per-view business is going to be a pivotal year because their deal, I think runs out at the end of 2025. So okay. 2023 so will lead into the, to 2024, which will essentially. That's a negotiation. That's a negotiation year. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, you never really want to be in the, you know, in any of these TV deals, you know, whether you're, you know, UFC, AEW, WWE, or NFL, NASCAR, anything. You don't really want to be negotiation, negotiating in your contract year. You want to have the deal done before, yep. before your yep. contract year. I so. think the, uh, if I'm remembering right, the break even was something like for US, for ESPN was something like 250000 a show. Yeah. Like, yeah. And they were well ahead of that the last few years, um, you know, almost Especially doubled. last year. Yeah, almost doubled. And last year was in incredible. Yeah. It was an incredible year for, yeah. for everybody. This year, they may be like right at that amount, I would think. So, yeah, um, very possible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be real interesting to see if they do turn it around. But I mean, it's in everyone's best interest to do so. So, we'll, we'll, we're going to see the promotional hype machine go behind whoever they think is going to be a star. I think in the next little while. Yeah. And I've, and I've kind of heard, I kind of heard once, you know, between what, everything that happened with the pandemic and trying to get back on, on track in 2021 with getting arenas, I had always heard internally that they were pointing at 2023 as being like their real, like comeback year. Okay. Well, cause there was, because there were still questions in 2022 about, about not necessarily us, but, what other markets can they go? Could they go to go to? And and now as we're ending the year and going into twenty twenty three, it's pretty much the world. They got the world yep. back. They can go they've pretty the, much wherever they want. They've yeah. got the world back. So now it's now it's time to cash in on it. Cool. All right. Are we have to talk about? And it's what everyone's talking about: um, the betting scandal. And uh, you know, and just kind of take us through the timeline of, of what happened here on over, like the kind of leading into the fight night and coming out of it. I mean, we've been we've been on top of the story from the from the get go. Yeah. From the from the absolute get go. Yeah. If you've listened to the show, you know, and we've and we've brought it back up during the week. Week. I mean, y'all know about the James Krause situation. Y'all know about about the Derek Minner uh, fight. And now it turns out, you know, it turns out that basically without them publicly saying, but yeah, the, the they're basically admitting that the Minner fight was, you know, fixed. You want to say, if you want to say, or there was that, that, yeah, these people made a bunch of money off of it. I mean, they they released Derek Minner. Uh, I mean, that kind of tells me that Minner was part of this, like in terms yeah. of putting bets on. Yeah, and I, yeah. I wouldn't blame him. I wouldn't blame him. You know, no. and, and it was probably James Krause's idea. And yeah. and if you want me to be honest, 
be honest, if you're like Derek Minner and you're making 2020 a fight, you know, and you got this bad knee injury and you can't fight, and your coach who's been involved in some shady, shady betting says, Look, look, your your odds of losing in the first round by TKO is plus seven fifty. I'm going to stake you 100,000, 100K, and we're going to place a bet on your opponent winning the first round by TKO. And the payout's going to be you're going to get 850 back or 850 back or 750 profit. profit. You give me my 100K back plus maybe like 25 extra, and you can keep the rest. That's going to be more money than you make in the rest of your career. Yeah, you won't have a career, but but you're 26 and 14. <laughs> you're 26 and 14, and. You're 26 and 14, and you're 32. Your career, you know, you got money down to live the rest of your life instead of fighting for 20 and 20. And then, you know, James Krause will go and make his own bet. So I think that's what happened. In this Dude, the way, the way you just laid that out, I mean, I'm sure that's what happened or something very similar to that, but I don't think people actually fathom that that's actually what yeah, happened. Yeah. You know I what I mean? Think, but that's what I happened. Think people fathom what happened because it's like, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, but I mean, like that's. But that's why UFC took the actions they did. I can't I mean, say that that's exactly how it went, but it does exactly how pretty close. It, it surprised me. <laughs> no, so and so what happened was, I mean, you know, at various times over like a couple of days, um, the uh, Ontario Gaming Commission, biggest province in Canada, it's probably half our population of the country is in Ontario. They banned UFC from their legal sports books. Um, and then B- Alberta followed suit shortly after. The rest of the country, as far as I know, you could still bet on UFC. I know you can in Manitoba. And then New Jersey uh, sub- uh, stopped it for UFC, right? Just UFC, no, not any no, other they, MMA. Uh, no, they, they didn't all completely MMA? stop. They stopped it for any fight where James Krause had it. Oh, okay. Where James Krause fighter, gotcha. coach fighter was involved. Well, and then UFC has now banned fighters. Basically, like if you if you the, the, are trained by him, you his, can't fight. Him. Yeah, his license has been suspended to be a coach. Yeah. To be a coach, all of his uh, all of his fighters were informed. Informed, basically, like get away from him. Yeah, get away from and him. And he, I mean, this, he's he, essentially banned. I mean, yeah, they didn't use that he's word. Essentially but, banned. He, yeah, yeah, he's essentially ban- banned. I mean, they're still going. Going under inve- under investigation, under investigation. Yeah, he's not not licensed. He's not a licensed corner. They told all all the fighters, all the fighters who who are currently coached by him, maybe like be like, you should seek training elsewhere. Elsewhere, uh, Marcel Rojo, who fought on the show show this past week, he he wasn't affected because it, it literally happened the day you know the day before the show. And I think this all came out what, Friday night. I think we were talking about Friday. And Krauss made any money off of his fight? Yeah, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. But I mean, but uh, and then uh, yeah. But other fighters' effects. Brandon Moreno, who's got a big title fight, right? Yeah, against Figueroa. I know Moreno's in Las Vegas training, so maybe he got away. Uh, Tim Elliott, uh, yeah. Jeff Molina, who was supposed to fight January fourteenth, but he. Pulled out today due to undisclosed reasons. So we'll leave you to that. You have David Onama, who's supposed to fight on oh. January 14th. Mana Martinez, uh, Julian Marquez. Uh, oh, you know, wow. Yeah. And, you know, other people. Show. And then, and then it, not only this, uh, James Krause, he had a fight promotion, FAC, which was on UFC Fight Pass. Those Contract's fights are done. 
yeah. contracts done over that they pulled they pulled the show that was supposed to that they were supposed to broadcast on Friday off. Uh, this and this probably affects fighters associated with them who were looking to get on the contender series this year. And and then the other thing is the FBI could end up looking at this. FBI is investigating, investigating now. Now, 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 now it just goes through the process of does this go any higher than this? Yeah. Uh, And then we, and then of course uh, we got to mention what Dana said uh, in New York after the, after the news came out, came out originally about being investigated. He said he, he very openly said there was no way anything irregular happened in this fight and this was before <laughs> before all this which yeah. i mean was a clear and blatant lie, lie dana you know likes to say a lot of things you know and that was like i said to somebody you know sometimes i wish he would just take the tony Khan high road of saying no comment because yeah. like you know everybody wants tony to comment on the punk thing but sometimes just saying no comment is saying something is better than saying something where where you're not being able to tell the hundred percent of the truth. Dana, Dana will lie through his teeth to everybody. I can't comment on that right now. That's all. Instead of saying, instead of saying he should have just said it's under investigation and we'll see what happens when the investigation. He doesn't even have to say it's under investigation. I mean, right there when he says under investigation. It already, it had already publicly come out that, that the fight was on. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 We had it on this. Yeah. We had it by that time because it, because it was literally like the next day where, where it came out that the fight was under investigation. Like it was already public knowledge that the fight was under investigation. All he had to say is it's under investigation and we'll see what happens from here. But instead, instead he goes to like, no, nothing happened. And then, yep, something did happen. Dana. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, now you're, uh, and it depends on how high up this goes. It could go higher. Who knows? Well, the other thing is, I mean, we talked about it there, you know, this next year is a real important year for ESPN, uh, their relationship with ESPN and ESPN is owned by Disney and Disney is not going to be thrilled with this. They don't yeah. like gambling to begin with. And now you've got, you know, this improprieties, um, you know, that UFC are heavily involved in. And they're, I mean, the other thing was like you mentioned on the show, like if you watch this show, they were heavily publicizing their gambling shows, their podcasts, everything. They're talking would, about the odds. Yeah, you I would mean, never think that the FBI was currently investigating no. investigating the pro the promotion for for possible betting irregularities. Amongst yeah, like they should have just put the lid on all that stuff until this cools out. Because, yeah, this is um, this is bad, and it's it's amazing because I mean you can well, I mean there's lower limits, but you can still bet on WWE, but you can't bet on UFC. The um, the guys on the the regular sports podcast I was talking about, I was talk listening to on uh, on Saturday and it was recorded Friday. They were talking about all this, and the, one of the hosts is a is a WWE fan, and he's like, yeah. He says it's a, it's hilarious. I can go bet on whether or not you know Roman Reigns is going to beat Kevin Owens, but I can't bet on the UFC main event. <laughs> it's like it's it's hilarious. But I I do want to bring up one other thing too, yeah. too because I think this is a bad look for him. Uh, Scott Coker basically said, you know, he basically welcomed all the James Krause fighters to Bellator. Oh my god! Like I know people don't bet on your fights, but he said uh, he. You know, he he basically <laughs> he said like like he was not going to take any action. Him, yeah, I know, I know. Like James Krause's license is only suspended in Nevada at the moment, but other 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 commissions will follow suit. 
follow suit and it's just well yeah like, and like they're one of their biggest venues is that mohegan sun um yeah. you know is which is a casino so uh, i yeah, yeah that so, that was uh, a that's a really move. bad look for scott coker yeah. to comment yeah. on that and and you know basically invite invite I James Cross would probably just say, no, I'll make more money betting than having my fighters on your cards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. This is, yeah, this is bad. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely keep on top of this um, because like you said, it's, it's not done yet. And uh, hopefully, um, I mean, hopefully UFC gets, you know, like to where the gaming commissions and everything can be confident that everything's on the up and up and people can start betting on on you good because you know what it makes the fights more interesting when you can bet on them and uh, i know a lot of people bet on ufc um i think this hurts ufc more than it hurts the betting companies yeah. like i think mma is a very well, very I mean, small portion it, of their it also puts ufc in in the thing in the thing where now your your licenses your promotional yep. licenses can be taken away and that's a big thing that's the, ma- yeah, that's the major thing well they i mean they took good action here and uh yeah. we'll see we'll i see don't that. i don't in in the long schema in the long run of things like i don't in the end i don't think this won't in the end i don't believe this will kill the ufc and i don't think you know I, and i just want to hope that the like the worst of it has happened but it would not surprise me if other stuff comes out and we'll see we'll just have to if more stuff comes out we'll just have to see what it is and go from there but this is this is very bad so. all right well we will let you all know when we know um all right the news and speaking of i mean so the first thing we want to talk about is this TJ Dillshaw uh is retired he's not retired yes he is looks like he's actually retired but i mean you know ufc retirements mma retirements in general um but he I mean he had a similar thing to derek minner where he had an injury that hardly anybody knew about but we didn't hear about any betting irregularities because james krause isn't his coach um and uh i mean literally that's the reason why um and but yeah it's you know he had that last fight where he went into it uh, where his shoulder went out 20 times during the week and he lost you know it was second round stoppage um, or is it second? Yeah, I think so. yeah, second round. Yeah, and uh, now he's uh, looks like he's retired. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks like he's retired. Yes. I ordered it. I I I think I posted in the in the little thread we have going yeah. on on the Facebook. I go like it's MMA. Both things could be true. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like well, he could I, be retired. He could not. Could not. I, we people started know first thing that said signal people's off is that is that twitter account ufc roster watch that said that brought up fighter removed tj dillashaw so all of a sudden people are like like huh what's up what's up and then somebody who used to be an associate producer for espn but he's now runs henry cejudo's youtube page not a you know guy who doesn't have a lot of fighters he said that tj dillashaw was retired which uh, you know, it's when you hear somebody say that. Now you're trying to conf- confirm. I know that I could tell that myself, Aaron Bronstetter, Mike Bond, and a few others, a few others. We we reached. I reached out. Me personally, I reached out to three. I reached out to. I know TJ Jill Shaw's publicist, who also Mike Bond reached out to. They said they denied it. They denied it. UFC officials denied it which is not a surprise because they will always deny a fighter is retired until the fighter publicly says it. The thing that caught my attention was the UFC rankings 
they they notify all of us who rank people, which is one of myself. They notify us anytime a fighter has turned in retirement paper. Like they get a notice that way. That way, it'd be like they're removed from the rankings. Please, re- please redo your rankings. Blah blah blah. They didn't know anything about this. So nobody. Wow. So everybody you asked, everybody who kept asking everyone, everyone was to, you know was all be told no it's not true tj didn't retire so there was a lot of us started tweeting no tj's not retired until ariel ariel hawani uh heard bat heard from tk goshen tj Dillashaw's manager that yes it's true which makes us think it makes everybody think you know they were holding this story off to give ariel the exclusive uh, uh, okay which is which is stupid but that's just the way like you should never deny a story to hold it off for to give it to one person in particular, but that's the way they do it. Whatever, whatever. But the story is that his shoulder is so damaged that's going to take multiple surgeries and that he will never even be the same again. Wow. Again, again, shoulder wise in his day to day life, much less fighting in that fighting is pretty much out of the question with that's how damaged his shoulder is. And he's about to turn 37 years old, you know, and we're talking about, even if he could fight a couple years off at 37, yeah. you know, we're talking about 39 before he can come back. It's probably just not worth it. I mean, he's had a great career. He's made a lot of money. Had had a great reign. Reign is champion. I remember, I remember bumping into him at a whenever UFC 136 was down in Houston. They had a big old fan expo. It was 2011, and uh, he was just he uh, the season of the Ultimate Fighter that he was on had just started. So yeah. all the fighters were staying at the Hilton Hotel across the across the street from the arena and the convention center, and of course the fans do all this. So the fans were always flocked the hotel. That hotel, I actually stayed at the hotel that hotel that weekend. The, the place was flocked full of people, full of people. But uh, all weekend, you know. And uh, but I remember seeing Uriah Faber there with the whole Team Alpha Male crew, and they're in they're in the lobby, and all the fans are coming to see them. They're all they all want to talk to Faber and Minda. And Mendez, I remember seeing TJ there just by himself. Nobody's talking to him, talking to him. And I tell him, I tell him, and I knew about TJ Dillashaw. This is when the ultimate fi- his ultimate fire season was right. I knew about him. I knew he was going to be something. And I go like, don't worry, TJ. In a few years, this is going to be you. And look at the star he became. So yeah, it's, no kidding. It's, it's yeah, just, you guys are the same. He's had age. a great career. Yeah, yeah. He's a he had he's had a great career, you know. And just you know, yeah, he was he was arguably the best bantamweight in the world for a long yeah, time. Maybe they'll uh, put him in the Hall of Fame next year. Yeah, yeah. A little clouded into it with the whole uh, the whole uh, EPO thing. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. that. That will leave a little bit of a black cloud. But uh, yeah, great career. Yeah, it's uh, yeah his uh, title win uh, over um, uh, who was it? Um, uh, Hinton Burrell. Hen and Burrell was, yeah, one of the biggest upsets in, you know, yeah. and, and just and he dominated looked, him. He dominated. looked absolutely incredible in that fight. Yeah. Like, yeah. And no one gave him a chance going in. That was the, that was the incredible thing. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, there's, you said there's a UFC 283 rumor. UFC 283 obviously is the uh, Brazil show in January. What's the rumor? Yeah. Yeah. They were pushing, they, on the broadcast this past week, they were bringing up Figueredo and Moreno as the, uh, you know, they were talking about it like it was the main event. If you go to the UFC website. Oh, I'm looking at it. It says co main event. Yeah. Yeah. The UFC website and the ESPN website at UFC 280 for UFC 283. They still have 
the main event listed as to be determined with Figueredo Moreno uh, as the co-main event. There's a rumor, not uh, now. I don't know how good this is. There's a rumor that 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 uh, Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena be the okay. main event of that okay. show. So, so that'd be their third. Fight. Not official. Not official. Yeah. But it, I will say, I will say if the and it could be, it could be end up being Nunez against somebody else too. Yeah, I will say it looks like they're trying to get Nunez to headline that card, and if not, then Figueroa Marina will be the main event. So that's that's, that's the rumor. That's the rumor. That's what I've heard. That's the rumor. Far from official. Uh, I wonder if uh, maybe ticket sales have anything to do with that. Well, well, yeah, maybe. But if you ask a lot of people in Brazil, like Nunez isn't is. She, I heard somebody say Nunez is as popular in Brazil as she is in America. Okay, which is not very popular. Yeah, yeah. She's I don't. She's not uh, a ticket seller. She's not a ticket seller. But this is their first uh, show in Brazil in over three years, so yeah, uh, I would imagine uh, there's well, not over three because they the last show before the pandemic was in Brazil. But it's the first no one fans. Fan, fans since 2021. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, since 2019. Sorry. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, 2019 because they had the they had the one in 2020, but they canceled. They they. Wouldn't let the fans in. Um, all right. Uh, Dustin Poirier, what's up with him? He's in the hospital right now. He's got very bad staph infection. Oh. And uh, antibiotics have not been uh, – did not help in the first 24 hours, so they're doing more more tests. Very scary situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, staph, in fact, staph infection, the hospitalizing is a very serious thing. People so, die from staph prayer, infection. Yeah. yeah. Like, he seems to be doing – he seems to be in good spirits. Him okay. and Connor are tweeting back and forth, talking shit to each other. <laughs> and Nate Diaz has been involved, so it's like it's like yeah, he's, he's probably like, yeah, you you might have a chance against me now. Yeah, he's <laughs> in a, the condition he's I'm a, in at this moment. Yeah, he's good. He's good enough to be talking shit on Twitter to those guys, but uh, yeah, but yeah. Just I mean, you know, it's a scary situation, and just just Dustin Poirier. He's he's one of the best dudes in, in yeah. MMA, and we all just just send some send some love out to him yeah send yeah. thoughts prayers if you do if yeah. you're into that sort of thing uh for yeah. dustin because yeah he's a good dude yeah um and nate his contract is done this i he's, know he's officially a free agent yeah uh and uh he's on very good terms with the ufc so okay i i expect this is just me guess i expect his next fight to be if he He's only. I think he's only a free agent because he's pursuing the logo, the uh, Jake Paul fight. If that fight does not happen, I do think he will sign a new deal with the UFC. Which he'll sign a deal. He'll sign a deal that's for like six fights, but it will really be like six one fight contract kind of kind of things. Kind of like you know. And he'll um, be bitching about the contract before he even uh, signs it. <laughs> yeah, it's, he'll be doing that. You know, he'll be. But yeah, but uh. Now he's suddenly opening open to fighting Connor for a third time, and of course, and and yeah, so I and you know I I think the way that really, I heard all through the weekend of his last fight and ever since then that the relationship's great and that he'd probably be back, but just let him let him yeah. go do his own let him go explore his own stuff for a little bit. Realistically, like I mean, he probably wants to fight Jake Paul anyways, but yeah. he, what's he even going to get for that fight? Like those those shows aren't drawing at all. I mean, I think no, Diaz I mean, would, but I mean, what did what did Jake Paul and Anderson Silva do? Like, well, I, I mean, less than a hundred thousand. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now maybe, Diaz probably do better than that, but maybe Nate could do better than that, but we don't know. But yeah. people don't, I don't think people want to watch Jake Paul anymore. No, no. And I think that's it. I think he's, his, I think he's done. And I don't even know if Nate's enough to no. get people, to, to get people where Connor where would be, but yeah, the Connor's a whole different animal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing is, is they can't afford to pay Connor what, you know, he yeah, needs. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way that Jake Paul's team pays Connor McGregor, you know, 50, the, there's no way he's, he's going to want 50 million at least for that fight. Yeah. There's and no they can't, gonna, there's no way they're going to come up with that money for that. No, realistically five would be the most they could probably afford. And, yeah. and Diaz ain't going to Bellator. I mean, he's, there's that. no way. There's yeah. No fucking way. He, he, he knows where he's going to make money in the, in the MMA. It's yeah. UFC. All right. Uh, Sterling and Cejudo. They're uh, this, they're looking to try to make that fight or what? Sterling said that that Cejudo is going to be his next fight. He officially oh. came out and said that, and he's and they're and he's talking about March possibly. So all this talk about sitting out to June, July, all that just just talking shit. So, but March, April, maybe. So um, the uh, the the. Um... Uh, yeah, 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 that that would mean O'Malley probably is going to just wait till later in the year and fight the winner. Like I've said, like I've been saying all along, it wouldn't surprise me if there, if Sterling defends in March or so, and then whoever wins that fight defends against O'Malley International Fight Week. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Especially if they can't get Connor back for that show. All right, now stop me if you've heard this before. One making their MMA USA debut. Uh, I mean, like I, I'm reading a I'm reading an article from a year ago where one championship expected to make USA debut in 2022 by Chris DeSantiago at uh, well, my oh, wow. news. I've been talking that? about it for years, but yeah, it's but, official. Yeah, it's official. Okay, yeah, for May fifth, uh, right? May second or first Saturday in May. Yeah, just, May May fifth. I'm I, that's what the article I'm looking at says from uh, MMA Fighting by uh, Alexander Lee. Fifth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's fighting Adriana Marias, uh, Demetrius Johnson, Adriana Marias. This is gonna be at a in Colorado at Broomfield, Colorado, the the arena that UFC used to run some old fight night, some early fight night cards in, and WC ran it, LFA runs it, so it's not it's it's only like a 6,000 seat building, 7,000 seats, so not a big arena, you know, so there's that. They should try and get uh, one of the Lees or maybe even both of them on this card, I, I would think. Yeah. Um, yeah and so. uh, maybe uh, maybe they can borrow somebody from Bellator or sign Eddie Alvarez. Oh, no. You know, he's done with one, right? Yeah, he's done with him. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's in May. So they got some time to uh, build a card around that. So we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll keep you guys informed. Um, and uh, any other news before you get into the almost non-existent fight announcements? <laughs> There's nothing, and there's nothing really on the fight announcements. No, no, I'm looking at these names, and yeah, there's really nothing. There's nothing. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, there's. Well, we got to fight for March, um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, that's wow. Years wrapping up. We got uh, two more shows, uh, and then we get three weeks off. So um, yeah, so that's going to just about do it, uh, Ryan. Uh, if you if you haven't already. 
well, the new observer that just came out, there's no Ryan, you got no coverage in there, right? Because no, you I had the, the one week off and and well, Dave was gone, so you didn't do a recap that week, but you'll have this week's coverage of that awesome card that we just watched from the Apex. And then of course yeah, on uh be back on, on be back on normal schedule this week. Back on normal schedule. So you'll be on the observer site doing the play by play. When everyone else is watching wrestling, Ryan will be covering uh the uh UFC from uh I'm looking at the UFC 283 card from Vegas. Um, yeah, UFC 282 from UFC Vegas. 282 from Vegas. And, uh, yeah, so check that out. And you can follow uh, Ryan and I on Twitter. He's Ryan J. Frederick. I'm Paul Ace Fontaine, and uh, we'll be tweeting during the fights. And Both, uh, both verified legitimately. Not yeah, yeah. You can just hover over and you people. see we didn't pay for it. Um, what a scam Elon Musk got going there. Um, and, uh, yeah, for me, I don't think I got anything else really to plug. Um, there's yeah, just the dynamite show on the Patreon, uh, on uh, Wednesday. Uh, I don't think I'm doing anything for the ROH pay-per-view this coming weekend. I'll probably watch it, but I don't think I'm covering it in any sort of fashion. So, uh, Ryan, uh, why don't you take us home? Like you always do. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Have a great week. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Later.